Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Justice Minister Charlie Flanagan has said that the department believes legislation that would allow Gardaí to disclose information about domestic partners' abusive history is not necessary. Uh, a similar law already exists in the UK, which allows individuals to ask police if their partner or partners, uh, or whatever, of a close friend or family may, be, may pose a risk. And the law was introduced after a campaign by the family of Claire Wood, who was murdered by her partner, George Appleton, who had convictions of repeated harassment, threats and kidnapping at night point in 2009. Her father, Michael Brown, said at the time that he believed Claire would be would have distanced herself from Appleton if she had have known about his previous offences. However... Charlie Flanagan's recently told Social Democrats TD Catherine Murphy that his department had looked at the law and did not believe introducing similar legislation was required. Uh, today I want to ask you if you think the Guardian should be allowed to tell a person uh, about their partner's abusive history. Now, the domestic violence disclosure scheme in the UK, known as Claire's Law, is intended to provide information that could protect someone from being a victim of attack. The scheme allows the police to disclose information on request about a partner's previous history of domestic violence or violent acts. At the time of the introduction of the law, the then Home Secretary, Theresa May, told the BBC Claire's Law will give some help uh, to those people who think they have a partner who may be acting in a way which suggests they could be dangerous or violent. It enables that individual then to go to the police and they've got the right to ask for information about that partner. The police obviously have to think about that carefully, what information they should give to the individual and the support that they need to give them. But it enables somebody to know, she said, whether the partner has a record of violence and to be able to take a decision as to whether to stay with them or not. Now, it's very complicated, and I've seen groups on Twitter and on Facebook demanding that Charlie Flanagan bring in this legislation um, but it seems quite vague. Uh, their demands seem vague. Now, it is women's groups who are demanding it, and it seems quite vague. And not on conviction, because I'll tell you why. Because when it comes to domestic violence, there are very few convictions. There are actually practically none. There are very few cases of somebody being convicted in a court of law of assault against his wife or assault against her husband or partner, wherever it happens to be. The majority case cases usually stem around family law where somebody has had a barring order or a access order uh, taken away from them or they have some sort of safety order against them. Now, in saying that, for example, I know of a person who's had a safety order against him, but he's actually done nothing wrong because a safety order is quite easy to get in some circumstances. If you turn around, if a person, be it a male or female, turns around to a judge and says, I believe my life is in danger. Or I feel threatened by living in the family home. I want a safety order. And the judge will normally give one. Uh, there's very little evidence needed. Now, also people can make reports to a guard station and say, um, yeah, my partner, my wife or my husband threatened me last night or shouted at me or hit me. And that goes down on record in the guard station in case it's ever needed in the future for a conviction. So the point is that false allegations are made, particularly when it comes to family law, separation and divorce. Uh, people tend to make false allegations, particularly when it comes to access of children, for example. Uh, you know, so you have a wife who doesn't want a husband to get access to the children, so she will make an allegation of abuse against the children or abuse against her to stop that access. It happens on a regular basis, even though it may not even be true. Equally, it can happen the other way around too, but most likely not. So the question I want to ask you is, do you agree with Claire's Law. Do you agree that I should have the ability or you should have the ability to go to your nearest Garda station if you hook up with somebody 
and go to a guard station and say, well, look, you know, I'd like some information on this person. Um, you know, do they have a history of domestic violence or have they ever had any allegations of direct domestic violence made against them or abuse made against them? Do you believe you're entitled to that information? Yes or no? Quite simple. Do you believe Charlie Flanagan is wrong? Do you think we need legislation similar to Clare's Law whereby you can walk into a guard station and provided obviously you have some sort of evidence that you're with the person, that you can get information relating to that person's history on domestic violence, abuse or any allegations made against them of a criminal nature? Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. So just say yes or no. Do you believe you should have the right to find that information out? Let me go to Pat. Pat, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Pat? Yeah, how are you doing, Noel? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. No, I, I don't agree with Noel um, because your researchers are, are on the ball. It's the first time I've heard it on any radio station or TV station and what you've outlined there, which is the, the amount of false misleading and, and scurrilous allegations made against people in the family law courts. Now, I, I, I would say, mainly, I would probably say 98% um, are men. And uh, these allegations are made... Well, the majority are certainly men. We don't know the exact percentage, but the majority will be men, yes. Well, the, the court won't even tell you that. Yeah. Well, that's because it's in camera. So, yeah. Yeah, it's in camera. Okay, but... but no, I've something, something to add to that uh, in relation to the in-camera rule as well, where there was a high court hearing. But I'll come back. I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, no, I think I think it's um, if all these feminazis are. I heard one. Um, I heard. Uh, I think Maliki say saying it one day. Feminazis, and he's a hundred percent right because um, you have to realise that that fathers are, are sons and and their brothers and so on. And the way the family, the the, the way some women. With the backing of um, of some of the women's organisations, which are government funded, and the kind of stuff that they put down on paper, complete lawyers' fabrication is is absolutely disgusting. And in a lot of cases, as you rightly said, judges are thrown them out of court. Unless you get to the stage where, and I do know a few cases that are with us in their group, where some of these fathers have just they just given up and said, "Yeah, give her what give her what she likes. I don't I don't care." Have well, I, I I would be familiar with one particular case where I know a man who's had a safety. Now I know the guy very well, and he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. He's the calmest uh, guy you'll ever meet. He wouldn't raise a hand or raise his voice mm, to anybody. Of course, yeah. And he has a safety order against him. Now yeah, he you know he's still living in the house with his partner, but he has a safety yeah. order against him. Well, the, the, the safety order, in fairness, in order uh, to protect women, was a great idea. In fairness, it, it, it was a good idea when it came out, but it's been abused by mainly women, left, right and centre. And basically what happens, or what should happen, and you don't need a solicitor for this, basically, if, 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 if your ex, or your, whatever, your partner makes it, you know, goes into call for a safety or a safety and protection order, you can do the same. And in fairness, it, 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 it works. It, 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 it it seems well. Well, it seems a bit farcical when you say it like that that you can go in and then do the same. And, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Well, so, that's what happens. And yeah. it, it, it tends, sorry, it tends to put manners on both sides or both partners. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so no, it wasn't designed for that. It was designed specifically to protect to protect women. You know, and and, and I suppose you could say men, although men nearly don't get much of a look in. But it was a great idea. But it, it, again, it, like all things, being abused and it's been abused left, right, and centre. I mean, Pat, um, watch. I'm just out of curiosity, but, in relation to say when we talk about safety orders or whatever it happens to be, and, I, and I'll come back to the original topic in a second in relation to Charlie Flanagan and, and his saying the law is not necessary. But in relation to safety, if a man finds himself in a situation, 
whereby, you know, he feels threatened in his own home or he feels like that he has an abusive ex-partner, maybe that he has to live with at the moment or whatever happened, whatever that personal situation happens to be. Yeah. I mean, what's the options open for them? It seems quite easy that for women to go and get safety orders. You said a man can go and get it too. But do you think men are... If a, if a guy goes to say in Garda and says, listen, you know, me missus is giving me a hard time. It's quite threatening. I actually feel like my life is in danger in the house. Is he, why is he, is he taken as seriously as a woman saying it? Uh, well, I, I think now he's taken more seriously, yeah. I think now he's taken more seriously. And we had a few cases where, and we did advise the men in our group. Now, we, we obviously look after women as well in our group. But, um, yeah, he, he, he is taken seriously now. But, but the guards will, unless it's an assault, unless it's an assault where he gets a smack of a pan and he has a lump on his head, you know, uh, and a lot of men won't, won't follow through, but they should really report it to the guardie you know, take photographs and go to the hospital and, and register it as an assault, you know. Mm. No, you don't, you don't necessarily have to. So, in other words, are you saying for both genders, there has to be uh, some sort of evidence of physical violence before oh, the oh, guards oh. get involved? Yeah, well, there has to be. Now, no, the guards, and, and, and I would, would agree with or a woman, and you go down and say, listen, my husband has threatened me, or my wife has threatened me. The guards will say, listen, we, we recommend you go to the courts, the family law courts, and you, and you, you apply for a safety and protection order. That's not you much know, good to the guy or the girl at that very particular moment in time where they feel, don't feel safe going back to their home, is it? Well, well, you, you, well what you can do is um, you can apply for a, 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 a barren order, an interim barren order. You, know, you can go into court in the morning and apply for an interim barren order. Right, so, and then how does somebody do that? They just go down to the local district court? You just go down to the court. Now, Women's Aid Aid have an office down in the court, and and, and they'll put anything, anything, government-sponsored, government-paid, they'll put anything in writing, you know, that that you tell them, and they'll say, there you go, off you go, you know. And And is is there an organisation, you know, for men in the courts? No, no, No. there's none, no. Our courts are very discriminatory, um... Uh, no, completely and absolutely discriminatory. Uh, but, but there's something I wanted to... Uh, uh, there's something okay, well, well, actually, tell you what, I, I'm gone off the topic, and, I, and, and Helena's shouting me here because I don't want to go too much. We can get into family law and that kind of stuff again another day. But getting back to this, so in the UK at the moment, now, I don't know, the, the law seems quite sketchy in relation to this and quite grey. So, in other words, if you have, a say, a barring order, for example, technically that's something that's on the register. It's on your record. Uh, even though you haven't been criminally convicted in a court of law of assault, yeah. it is on your record because you're a barring order. Do you believe yeah. that a future partner should be entitled to find out that you had a barring order against a previous partner? I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that at all. That's, that's, that's the same as going down to court. That's the same as you and I meeting Helene and saying, listen, yeah, we're going to get married. Hang on, I want to go down to court and, and check out Helene to see if she's um, if she has criminal conviction. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think so, and I think I, I think Flanagan is right. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I wouldn't say he put any thought into it, but it, it sounds ridiculous and it sounds stupid. Like it, okay, it, well, 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 stay, well, just to be fair, stay there for a second, Pat, because Claire, you're on classic. Kids. How you doing, Claire? Hi, how are you, uh, Claire? Do, I mean, do you think this, ironically enough, is called Claire's Law uh, in the UK? Do you believe that it's something that we need? Yes, definitely. Um, But I think if you go back to the beginning uh, where you said that, you know, it's very, very easy to get a safety order, I completely disagree with that as a survivor of domestic violence, long-term domestic violence myself. um, I didn't find it easy to get it. It, Easy wouldn't have been a word that would have come into the 
um, to the conversation at all. It was very, very difficult to get. I was alone on the day that I got it. I don't think people just go in willy-nilly the way that people say that they do. Just to I'm, get a, I'm aware. I, well, I'm, I can only give my own. Per, well, well, I can only give my own personal experience. Well, not personal experience, but I have a friend who has a safety order against him, and I know this guy, and I know the situation in you know, extremely well. And I can tell you now, he doesn't deserve it. If anything at all, actually, it's his partner. That well, you it. see, that, that's the that's the big thing as well, because a lot of abusers on the outside, um, even best friends of my ex, would were completely astonished that he did what he did to me. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's all part of domestic violence. And, you know, we're constantly talking about educating people about domestic violence and how it works and the many, many forms that it takes. Punching and stuff like that is the least of it. Um, the the control and <clears throat> day-to-day breaking down of a person's spirit and character um, is the most damaging part of it, and that can be done by words or just simply pushing. Uh, minor assaults are kicking, punching, spitting, pushing, shoving, um, all sorts of other things. Unless an assault um, actually involves a broken bone or a laceration and bleeding in hospital, um, then that's classed as um, a serious assault. Well you, you can get, well, you can get a barring order in those situations, I imagine, can you? When there's been a serious it's very assault. It's hard to get a barring order. That's another thing. If you own the house together, you can't get a barring order. Well, let, let me just ask Pat, Pat about this. Sorry, well, hang on, hang on a second. Yeah. Pat, you're, you're supporting people. And, and, and to be fair uh, to, the, to our audience, you're involved in an organisation who helps to support people in these situations all the time, yeah. all right? Talk to us as their organisation. Okay, so uh, Pat, well, oh, we, we, okay, you've heard Claire say it's not that easy to get a safety order or a barring order. I mean, what has your experience been? It, it, it's simple. It's simple, Niall. And if you want to do it, I, I challenge anyone. It's completely simple. Uh, Claire's off the uh, off off the mark there completely. And by the way, Claire, I want to uh, I want to I want to say I'm very sorry that you that you had to live in a situation that you've outlined there. Nobody should have to live in that, in any such a situation. Now, first of all, I, I'd like to. Like well, that was just her. She was. I, I mean, I know you've empathized. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know you've empathized with her situation and everything, but she's just telling you her own experience, Papa. Go on, yeah. Right. Well, well, what I'm saying to you is, if, if, if tomorrow morning, any woman can walk into the family law court and get an infant baron order instantly there in the courts, instant. But well, well, they're facts now, Claire. They're facts of life. And no. if you want to ring the family law court, the system is there. I was in a family law court and I got a safety order and I was told I couldn't get a barring order because we own the home jointly. That's bullshit. But Pat, if they own home home jointly, they're both equally entitled to be there by by law. (laughs) Well, we challenged that some years ago when that law was brought out. And and basically what happened, Noel, you went out to work in the morning and you came home in the afternoon and there was a barring order and a guard serving you with it. You were told to go in. I, I know somebody would happen to, and basically he had to wait three weeks to get back into court so he could get back into his own home. Okay, well, I mean, to get a safety order or a barring order in the area that I live. Does it? Well, well Pat, does it depend on judges? Are there some judges or courts that are less well, likely to give them out than others? Obviously. Listen, I, I, I would say, look, it's, it's, uh, you know, I've heard some stuff from different parts of the country, and uh, the, 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 the Simpsons wouldn't make some of the stuff up. I'm generally speaking, I, I deal myself with people in the, in the family law courts in Dublin. And, and the law, is, 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 you could say, strictly adhered to, although it's very unfair, it's very, it's very discriminatory against men. But you can go in in the morning, this is a fact, you can go in in the morning, interim baron order. Now, the, 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 the person that the interim baron order is taken against has eight days. 
you have to be you have to be heard in court to answer to say whether this is true or false. And in a lot of the a lot of cases, Claire, unfortunately, a lot of women and a lot of women's organisations are making up spurious claims on okay. uh, Baron Arbors and, and, and I'm sure and I'm sure spurious claims are made uh, up, and I'm sure men have made up spurious claims in the past as well. But but Claire, yeah, well, but okay, well, well, hang, hang on, because I don't use a bit of time, Claire. You know, I accept your experience wasn't a good one. And by the way, I am equally sorry to hear that you went through that. Nobody uh, has, you know, we're all entitled to happiness in our lives. And nobody has the right to take that away from you, right? But in saying that, you know, you have to take Pat's uh, his claim reasonably seriously uh, that, you know, people do make up spurious claims. I've heard of spurious claims being made up. I've heard of people getting barring orders. And, you know, particularly during a separation situation where everybody's trying to get as much as they possibly can, particularly when there's children involved for access orders, etc. And men in particular, being accused of stuff that they didn't actually do. Um, and for somebody to come along, say, two years later, and, and that would go on record, obviously, because it goes to the courts, and to say that that information should be imparted to another person or a third party, you know, four or five years later, does that seem unfair? Well, as a, as a survivor of uh, domestic violence, um, I cannot understand, my, my mind cannot go to where somebody's head is to actually make that up um, happening to them. Um, because but you have to accept, yeah, but that's fine, but Claire, you have to accept it happens. I'm sure it does, but yeah. I don't think it happens as much as people say that it happens. Mm. And I think that a lot of abusers, whether they're women or men, um, out on the street can come across as the most amazing person. I was very quiet. I didn't go out um, because I was being abused. He was heavily involved in the community. He has a very good job. Um, and people think, um, you know... Uh, his his poo doesn't smell, you know, that he's the most amazing person and he's so helpful to everybody else. And that's all part of domestic abuse and controlling someone because on the outside, they're amazing. So who's going to believe you anyway, even if you did get the courage to tell somebody? But I just don't understand anybody that would go there um, and stand up in a court um, and and say things. I don't I mean, understand it, has, it either, Claire, it but people do us. Bad, but it has to be very bad in order to get... Claire, you're right, and I don't understand why somebody would do that too, but, you know, they will tell you that people who are involved in family law that it happens on a daily basis well, that I'm people sure make does, false allegations. I mean, and usually there's a motive, and the motive is usually in relation to ch- access to children. People that are in prison um, that may, may not have done the crime, and somebody said sometimes you can go into a prison and everyone's innocent, you know? Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of people that will be punished for a crime, but I think at least this way, that if somebody knows um, and has the heads up that somebody is on this list, then you stay away from them. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Pat, just very quickly, because I was going to do a break. What did you want to say, Claire? Sorry. I just, I just want to say, Noel, um, just to people that uh, speak, it, 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 mainly, uh, I'm not directed, it is directed at men. Uh, there, was a high car, there was a high car case uh, delivered last men year. Men mainly do it. Uh, yeah, well, we deal, we deal with women as well, and you're welcome. Well, with, the, well, well, with the greatest respect, let's not get into who's responsible more for domestic violence, because recently in statistics in the UK, they reckon four in every nine cases of domestic violence were women against men. Okay, so so I, have to be, I have to be clear, fair, Claire. Women do the fair share of it as well. No, can I just say that, that, you know, the statistics prove it, and the guards have just released the statistics because, as well. In this because country. men tend not to report it. That's the difference. Well, also, that's, women that's tend fact. not to murder that's the men. Fact. Sorry? Yes. We're not talking about murder. We're talking about domestic violence. In relation, And by the way, in relation to murder, if we look at statistics around the world, women equally murder men too. But that's beside the point. I'm not going to get into that. Actually, more men murder men than murder women. Uh, so let's not get into murder statistics. But in relation to domestic violence, it seems now when you look at the figures deeply, domestic violence is, uh, is perpetrated by both men and women more, more than likely quite equally. Uh, the difference is that men tend not to report it. That's no, the difference. No. That's, that's the main Am difference. I allowed to talk here or not? Yeah, yeah. Right. So... 
So, so how many women died by domestic violence this year? That's murder. That's not domestic violence. And last violence. year. No, no, it's, it comes from domestic violence. No, but, 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 but the charge, if somebody, if somebody kills a woman, and gosh almighty, what a horrific crime. If somebody kills a woman or a partner in domestic violence, they'll go to jail for murder. Right, well, then we shouldn't have domestic violence then. That should be gone. Of course we shouldn't. It's assault. It's assault. It's control. It is assault, yes. It's everything else, yeah. But we do, though. That's the trouble. They have it when, they, when it suits them. Okay, so it's domestic violence. I, I would urge them. any woman or any man who is assaulted by their partner to charge them with assault. But unfortunately, they're in relationships and they tend not to for some reason. I don't know why. Sorry, Pat, very quickly, just because I have to go to break. Sorry. I, I, I would prefer Claire, I, I would, I would prefer Claire not to be going on about the, the gender bias on one side. It's about men and women. I never said abuse, that. I abuse, said men and yeah, women well, when I said yeah, well, it earlier. Okay. What I yeah, said but, was the results of domestic violence are murdered women and children, well, not murdered men and children. So you can well, well all you like. But that's that not, is, again, I say to you, that's not domestic violence. That's murder. It's a completely different situation. We're not talking about murder. And people who have been uh, victims of domestic violence, who are killed, uh, that person then, that perpetrator, hopefully would be taken to, to court and sentenced to murder if he kills somebody. We're talking about people who are involved in relationships and domestic violence and people, thankfully, who are still living. Sorry, yeah, Claire, you, yeah, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to know Claire, to finish what you were saying there anyway. Sorry, Claire. I, I understand you, you talked about, you know, things escalating as far as murder and nobody would hate to see that happen, although that's why Claire's law was brought in in the first place in the UK. Um, but certainly, some people are saying it would breach data protection. You know, what would happen if it was untrue, that you're, you know, you're tarnishing somebody's reputation maybe for nothing. I don't know. I mean, look, I can only speak from my own personal experience. Um, and I had a safety order for three years and he um, threatened me 13 times and each one was reported to the guardie um, and nothing was done about it. In fact, one guard had told me to F off and come back when he punches me in the face um, because all he was doing was threatening me. Um, now, the wording of the safety order is anything that puts you in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, when you've been abused in any way by anybody, especially long term, um, anything they say has a severe effect on you. Um, if a friend of mine said to me, oh, I'm going to do this, pull your hair or whatever, I'd laugh and tell her to F off or whatever. Um, but if it's somebody who has abused you, um, somebody it you is feel very, threatened very, very by. frightening. Yes, yes. Somebody, yes. And, so when, and by the way, when the, when the guard told you to F off, the guard that told you to F off while you have the safety order, um, what, did you report him? You know, um, it's a, it, when you come out of a long-term domestic abuse situation like I did, you're very broken. I mean, you, you have this elation for the first month or two when they leave the house finally, um, and then it hits you like a train. Um, what actually happened to you? It's like coming back from a war situation where you realise what happened, um, and it all just comes tumbling down on top of you, and you go into a terrible low, um, and you're just trying to find yourself again because you don't know who you are because you, you never got to do or choose or do anything that you want to do. Um, it's not just punching, and unfortunately, people take it more seriously when they see someone like Jessica can't see yours. Yours is inside. Um, and the, the guarder who said to me um, to F off and come back when he punches me in the face, I said, no, I said, I'll tell you what, I'll come back when I die. And he gave me a thumbs up and laughed at me. And this was actually in the police well, station. I can, well, well, I can tell you now, if that was a guard and I was in your situation who, who did that or behaved in that manner, absolutely he would be reported to the ombudsman immediately uh, in relation to that kind of uh, comment. Sorry, sorry, Pat. Well, well, yeah, Pat, you want to say something to Claire? Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to hear that. That's shocking uh, treatment that, that you received uh, from the authorities, Claire. It's shocking. What should have happened there, um, that's why our group, we, we, we deal with both women and men, and we understand the law and we know the procedures. So what should have happened there was uh, he should have been removed from the house. 
but by the Gardaí, you know. Well, is, that's up. the reason for the safety order, isn't it? Yes, that yeah, if, exactly, if he behaves exactly. in a threatening manner at all, he's removed. Exactly, and I would advise any women out there, any women or any, any men, in the, as the case may be, that if that happens and you receive that kind of um, treatment from a guard, you stay in the guard station and you look to speak with the guard sergeant or the inspector. And you go I into did. a room... I did. I spoke to a sergeant and she, she phoned me and apologised and said, look, we'll go and arrest him in about three weeks by the time he's back in Ireland. Um, and she said, all right, then, look, if he threatens you again, come back to me. So within a week, he threatened me again and I got back. She wasn't there and another person was there and he said, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that, well, that, well, that's always a problem when you're dealing, particularly with, the, I understand the problem can be uh, you're dealing with guards. Yeah, every time you ring, there's a different set of guards on on a different shift. And I know that may be not be familiar with your personal situation. But do me a favor, stay there for a second, Claire uh, and Pat. Uh, so he said, no, it's shocking to hear that Claire had to go through that. Uh, but if any guard treated me like that, I know what I'd be doing with him. Another person says, no, as a woman who sat in Dolphin House, I can assure you it's not e- that easy. It also is a horrific place to be and face at the person eight days later who abused you. Anyone putting themselves to a false, uh, through that falsely is sick. Claire's law is important because my ex assaulted multiple ex-partners, <clears throat> did prison time, and I knew nothing until my abuse was reported where the guards look, uh, looked horrified after looking at the pulse system. Uh, street angel, house devil, it's naive to think those saying it's false claims as nobody knows other than the two people. Also, females murdered the show that normally is a result of intimate partner violence. Uh, so it is a result of domestic violence. And I was one of those women who was almost killed. I'm very sorry to hear that. And I can't come on your show as I'm in work. Let me go to Paul. Paul, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Paul? Hello, Niall. Uh, Paul, um, you were a victim of domestic abuse. Yeah. And you uh, you agree with the idea that people should be able to find yes. out? I believe it should be like uh, a sex offender's register. It should be a domestic abuser's register. Right, OK. Um, and that wouldn't interfere with anyone's data protection because if you don't want to be ended up on a register, don't be abusive to your partner. OK, and what and gets you... See, here's always the problem, right, in the grey area. What gets you onto this list? Is it just an accusation or a safety order, a barring order, no, or I is it a conviction in court? I think it should be a conviction, and I know that that's, that's difficult to get. It is, because there's very few of them. I never got one uh, against the person who abused me. I tried and I tried and I could not get one. And when you, you say have a domestic violence law yeah. in this country, that's the whole problem. Yeah. Well, well, the, you know, the, the, the state's violence. argument is you may not have a domestic violence law, but in saying that there is a law of common assault, so you can, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter whether it's your husband or your wife, or you can charge somebody with assault if you want to. Uh, but unfortunately, in relationships, people tend not to do that because maybe there's children involved and they don't want to the embarrassment of the thing. But sorry, Paul, what happened to you? Uh, where do I start? Uh, well, it just gives I an idea had, of the type of the situation you were dealing I with, was, I suppose. It, well, it started with affairs. Um, mm. Then it progressed to bringing different men into the house while I was out at work in front of my children. Oh, God. Um, then it went to threatening me, using my children as a weapon. Then to trying to poison me, putting bleach into my food and my, and my tea. Um, putting things like Nurofen into my food, cutting my wrist open while I slept, and oh my I went God. to guards and tried to report it. That's, that's, is that, is that not attempted murder, to, to slit yeah. somebody's wrist <laughs> while they're asleep? That's what, I, that's what I said, but, you know, what I got told was, well, you know, if you look at the size of you, 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not a little guy. And oh my! It was perceived that because I'm a big bloke, I can. You can handle yourself. You can handle yourself. Shake yeah. the shit out of her. You know, um, I, I done everything I could. Eventually, uh, how I dealt with it was, I started wearing a, a hidden camera on me, and I started recording the behaviour, and I put. Uh, keyloggers onto my computer to record the conversations she was having with her brothers who were also threatening me, her father who was threatening me. It wasn't just her I was dealing with, it was an entire family that I was dealing with. I, I'm hoping you're out of that situation. I'm assuming. Oh, I mean, I'm, time okay. and, you know, my children live with me. I'm still in my family home and she's gone. Um, Good enough, yeah. Actually, she's not, she's not missed. But, yeah, well, like, know, I, I, I'm always a firm believer that the person who is the perpetrator and the person who is the one cheating or whatever it happens to be should be the one that should go. And I'm always a firm believer yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. But I went to one of the uh, support groups for men uh, for domestic violence. And what I got was a shrug of the shoulders. And we're very sorry for your situation, but we've nowhere we can put you. Right. So you'll have to go home and put up with it more. So um, in other words, you, you believe you weren't taken seriously. Oh, At I all. wasn't. By the state. Wasn't, definitely wasn't. And I, I actually contemplated uh, doing something nasty just to be free of it. Oh, no, I, mean, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I can understand that. I can understand that. And I'm, you glad, know, you, and I'm glad you didn't return to us today, Paul. Yeah, it, it's like Claire said, it, it's when it's over. It's when but but, see, but the point I was making to Claire was, and both of you, I've noticed between both of you, there seems to be a pattern here that people aren't being taken seriously. Um, and if we start taking people seriously, and if we actually had convictions, well, then we yeah. wouldn't have those individuals free on the streets to commit the crime again, possibly. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I can see it with both of you. Paul clearly wasn't taken very seriously. You weren't taken very seriously. And by no. the way, was, was there physical abuse in your case as well? As well as uh, you said, obviously, there was emotional abuse and, and this kind of threatening behaviour on a regular basis. Was there physical abuse? With me, sorry. Yes, you? Yeah, with you, Claire, yes. Oh, with me? Yeah. Yeah, there was um, hundreds of minor assaults, which is okay. kicking and punching, stuff like that. And then there was about, um, I think there's nearly 20 serious assaults. And did you report every one of those every time they happened? To the, did you have to go down to the guards or give them a ring and report those? I reported it a couple of times, um, but I was in a situation, I was in a, a thing called a grey area in Ireland where I was married. Um, we owned our home. He worked. Um, I didn't because I gave up my career because we've got a special needs son. Um, and um, basically, if I left the house, I was entitled to or eligible for nothing, no help, housing or money. Um, mm-hmm. And somebody who's going to do all the things that he did to me, sexually abuse me as well. Um, he wasn't going to put his hand in his pocket and say, that's grand. You get a house and I'll pay for it. Uh, so the welfare uh, system couldn't help me because I was married and he was earning. It was up to me to take him to court. And yeah, I marriage, think I marriage can be a disadvantage in these situations. I know that sounds a horrible thing to say, but it can be a disadvantage. Well, that's why I was told yeah. I was in a grey area. So I, I was talking to Women's Aid for about 10 years before I even tried to, to get a safety order because I was so afraid um, that if I did get him out and everything else, that he would give me nothing because he, he believes that... So you were, in a, you were in a financial trap, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, okay. Yeah. And, and, and by, 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 by the way, and sorry, sorry for interrupting. Uh, sorry, Paul. I mean, obviously, that that's a situation that many women would have experienced because, uh, you know, a lot of women would have been stay-at-home partners, whereas men wouldn't have had that experience. But in your situation, obviously, were you financially stable? No. Okay, you weren't. Was she no. the worker? No. Uh, no, she didn't work. Okay. Um, uh, like like Claire's situation, we had a child with special needs. Okay. Um, I, I was working at the time. But 
the money that was coming in. Uh, I was struggling to keep up with, with the mountains of debt that were being accumulated, and they weren't being accumulated by me. Okay. Um, and we, we were essentially stuck in a poverty trap, and I was in a situation as well where I couldn't go anywhere. Right, okay. You know, I was I was stuck there. And since the safety order, three years, and I still can't get him into court to get a proper spousal maintenance. Uh, so that just shows if I had got up and left with my child, um, three years I'd be there still with Not nowhere to live. And not yeah. a penny in your pocket. Well, do me a favour, stay there, both of you. Let me just go to Jane as well. Jane, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jane? Hi, Jane, I mean, you've heard, obviously, both Paul and Claire are victims of domestic violence or domestic abuse of some sort, anyway. Um, but, you know, I mean, should, you know, a future potential partner of either of their ex-partners be aware of the situation that they have made allegations or that they have had safety orders or barring orders or whatever it happens to be? Should they be made aware of that? Well, it's not as clear cut as yes and no, because everyone is in a different and at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is that if someone could use it to their worst advantage, where other people would use it to their advantage, is do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like I, people, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so at the end of the day, nobody knows which way it is. And to, when you live in A, B and C, and people get to know people anyway. Particularly you know if it's rural I mean? Ireland and a smaller town, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Now, I would assume in cities and in suburban areas, it would be a no-go area that you might have, you wouldn't have the the opportunity or the, yeah. the privilege to, to find out say, about somebody, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and do you believe that's, well, I mean, the, 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 I suppose the objection from a lot of people by text is, is that although there are many genuine cases, and, and obviously we're yeah. just declaring Paul today on the air, but there are yeah. many other cases where accusations are made which are untrue for whatever scurrilous reasons. But I know, could understand. I, I could understand why people would go to that extreme. Mm-hmm. I would, I would. I, I Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm listening to both Paul and, and, and the other lady, but like at the end of the day, it's just the way it is. And people will take advantage of it. And they will go in, as you said, scurrilously and say things that aren't true. Yeah, and it, will, it is a problem. And, and unfortunately, the legislation would have to take that into consideration. And somehow, I don't know if they did. There's but it's no that- way in God's earthly world that that could be even legalised. Because at the, like I could turn around tomorrow and say, and end up going up with you, we'll say. And then I've got all your history. Mm-hmm. And what do I use that to, to add my advantage? There is a platform called Facebook that can ruin people in a second. Who needs a barring order? It's a, it's a very good point. Social media nowadays yeah, has made that very clear. Sorry, Paul, yes? Sorry, Niall, no, I was just going to say, in order for, for anything like that to even come in, the first thing that, that would need to happen is, one, that the double standards of the legal system here would need to change mm-hmm. big time. The Gardaí need to step up their game and start taking people seriously. Because do you believe they took you seriously? Well, you, do you believe they took no, you seriously? Claire no. didn't think they took it seriously. No, they didn't. I, I got laughed at. I got, I got asked, you know, but sure, look at the size of you. So what's she going to do to you? You're huge. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm a gentle giant. Mm. You know? But okay. they don't. They don't you well, they, they're looking for 10 million, aren't they, to be educated into what domestic violence means and all of the different... You, uh, you wouldn't imagine it would take money, would you? You'd imagine common sense should prevail, really. You know what I mean? Well, I said if they got off Facebook for half an hour while they're sitting around the station and just 
Googled domestic violence, you could yeah, learn an awful lot in 10 minutes. Absolutely. You know? I couldn't agree with you more. Listen, Claire, thank you very much indeed for sharing your story with us today. Uh, and thanks very much indeed, Paul. And I hope the two of you uh, have wonderful futures and meet the right person or, or with the right person, hopefully, uh, that won't be treating you like that again. By the way, if anybody wants any support or help, and if you're looking to talk to somebody, maybe you're in a situation of domestic violence, you can contact uh, formerly Amen, but now anyman.ie. That's anyman.ie at 01554 That's 554 Or you can also contact Women Aid, Women's Aid, obviously, if you're female, at 1-800-341-900. That's 1-800-341-900. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.